statement of faith, and I'm going to continue with that tonight. We're on to the Godhead is the uh, next part. Take your Bible and turn to 1 John chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5, 1 through 12 is where we'll begin. And we're going to do a lot of turning in the scripture. I got quite a few references listed here. Let me read what our, what our statement of faith says about the Godhead. And we're not going, there's three parts to the Godhead. We're not going to look at the work of each one specifically tonight. Um, I believe the next three Sundays we'll do that. We'll look at the work of the Father next week. But um, we're just going to look at some scripture about, about God, about the Son, and about the Holy Spirit tonight. Um, certainly more of a Bible study than a, than a message tonight. The Godhead. We believe that there is one living, triune, true God, an infinite, intelligent spirit, the maker and supreme ruler of heaven and earth, inexpressibly glorious in holiness and worthy of all possible honor, confidence and love, that in the unity of the Godhead there are three persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, each co-eternal in being, co-identical in nature, co-equal in power and glory, and having the same attributes and perfections, each existing distinct but harmonious offices in the great work of redemption. Then there's a lot of scripture references there, which we're going to look at some of those tonight. Um, We'll begin with a word of prayer, and then I want to read the first 12 verses of 1 John chapter 5. Let's pray. Father, it is great to be here tonight. Thank you, Lord, for Victory Baptist Church. Lord, as we, as we uh, look at scriptures about you tonight, Lord, that ought to be our goal in life, is to learn of you, to know more of you each and every day. Not to be more uh, um, theological, and not to be more uh, just have a head knowledge, but Lord, that we would be um, growing in our fear, our admiration, and our love for you, Lord, as, as Paul said, it is our quest in life to know you. Lord, that is our desire tonight, and I ask that you do that for each one of us. In Christ's name we pray, amen. Verse 1 of 1 John chapter 5 says, Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone that loveth him that begat loveth him also that is begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep His commandments, and His commandments are not grievous. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. This is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ, not by water only, but by water and blood, and and it is the Spirit that beareth witness, because the Spirit is truth. For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. And there are three that bear witness in earth, the Spirit, the water, and the blood, and these three agree in one. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater, for this is the witness of God, which he hath testified of his Son. He that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. He that believeth not God hath made him a liar, because he believeth not the record that God gave his Son." And this is the record, that God hath given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He that hath the Son hath life, he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. 
Verse 13, let's go on. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. There's an amazing passage. Every passage is amazing in the Word of God. But we look at this and we see the Godhead. And there is some who would argue that, that uh, I've heard in this last year that the Holy Spirit is not a person of the Godhead. I don't know how you get there from Scripture. There are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three, they're very distinct, but they are one. Thankful for the work of each one of them. And I want to just look at briefly the work of, the, of God, the work of the Spirit. And we'll get more into this and the work of Christ as in the next few weeks because they are coexistent, they are co-equal in all ways, but they have distinct roles. And, and uh, Jesus says over and over, I do the will of the Father. I do the will of the Father. There is even a distinction in authority. Um which is an amazing thing to me, and I don't stand here and say I understand that. I just know that Jesus deferred to the will of the Father. So go with me to Genesis 1. And like I said, we're going to just kind of jump through those scriptures here tonight. Um, Less teaching and preaching and more just reading the Word of God, which sometimes I wonder wouldn't be just great every week. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. We're going to look at John 1.1 here in a little bit. When we look at Christ, it says Christ was the creator of the world. This says God created the world. And he made it in a specific order, and he placed authority, and he placed uh, one of Elizabeth's favorite things is God is a God of order. She likes things in a proper order, and that's, a, that's from God. That's the way he is, and he designed the world that way, and we are created in his image. That's why we don't worship animals. That's why they are not equal to us. God only created humans in the image of God. He created us to have, a, have fellowship with Him. Exodus chapter 15, verse 11. Song of Moses, he's talking about God, and you can, you can look at a lot of different Things Moses said about God, we don't have time tonight. But this is 11 and 12 and 13. He says, Who is like unto thee, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like thee, glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders? Thou stretched out thy right hand, the earth swallowed them. Thou in thy mercy hast led forth the people which thou hast redeemed. Thou hast guided them in thy strength unto thy holy habitation. You could go on reading about the Lord there, but I just wanted to bring out who is like unto thee, O Lord, among the gods. And we, we look at, we serve the one true, holy, real God. I'm thankful for that. 
you know, you go into the Muslim world and there's an argument whether it's Allah or whether it's God. This Bible says He is God. I don't have to go over there and worry about whether, the, whether it's right or not. I stand on the Word of God. He created me in His image. He wrote His Word for me. He is glorious. There's another God like Him. We'll look at Christ and that makes a, that's what draws men from in the Muslim world to God is Jesus Christ. But there's a distinction. We don't serve Allah. We serve the Creator. Exodus chapter 20, we'll read 1 through 7. Verse 1, And God spake all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which hath brought thee out of the land of Egypt and out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not, shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children of the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. And showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. I want to bring these things, these three passages out about God because everything that we do must be according to his will. He is glorious in holiness. He is right. He alone is who we will serve, Lord willing. In all things. We put that in our, in our statement of faith. He is the supreme leader. We worship Him. We follow Him. I know I'm not getting any dissension here. But let's always strive for that. And only that. The work of God is far greater than that. And we'll get into it next week. Let's see some things about Christ. And it's all in John. It's all in John tonight, so go to the book of John. Chapter 1, verse 1 through 5. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. The Word is Jesus Christ. In the beginning was Christ. Christ was with God. Christ was God. And all things were made by Him. Without Him was not anything made that was made. He is equal to God. He is all power. We see that in Matthew chapter 28. Go with me to chapter 5. Verse 36 and 37. But I have greater witness than that of John, for the works which the Father hath given me to finish, the same works 
that I do bear witness of me, they bear witness of me that the Father hath sent me. The Father himself which hath sent me hath borne witness of me. Ye have neither heard his voice at any time nor seen his shape. Jesus here is saying, I am sent to the Father and I'm here to do the work of the Father. He was, um, as I said, he, he followed the will of the Father while being equal with the Father. They and the Father are one. But he said, the Father sent me and I'm doing his work. And those works bear witness of me. Chapter 10. Chapter 10, verse 30. This is one the kids can memorize tonight. Kyle, can you memorize this verse? I and my Father are one. He rolled his eyes. I guess not. (laughs) Too much for him. I love chapter 10 of John. Verse 29, My Father which gave them is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. And then he said, I and my Father are one. He is one with God. He is, he is um, the source of all things. One more, chap- one more verse is chapter 14, verse 10. Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the work. All right, I, I picked these out. There's more in our, these are part of our Constitution. I picked these out. They, they show the, the, the uh, unity between the Father and the Son. And they, uh, they, they're equal. And yet they have different roles, and Christ is following the leading of the Father. Now, um, go down to verse 16 and 17 of chapter 14, and we see some things about the Holy Spirit. And I will pray the Father, and He will give you another Comforter, that ye may be that He may be uh, that He may abide with you forever, even the Spirit of Truth, the whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth Him not, neither knoweth Him, but ye know Him, for He dwelleth with you and shall be in you. Christ is telling them what's going to come here when He ascends. I'm going to send the Comforter. The Holy Spirit's going to come. He is going to dwell with you and shall be in you. Thankful that the Holy Spirit is a person of the Trinity. And He has a very distinct role. He dwells within us. The Bible says in Romans that He prays for us. He he guides us. He draws the lost to Christ. He reproves us of sin. There's so many things that the Holy Spirit does. Boy, if we didn't have Him, it'd change everything. Thankful that He is a equal part of the, of the Trinity. Verse 26 in that same chapter says, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. So we see that he teaches us. We, we know by Scripture that we don't learn the Scripture without the Spirit. These are spiritually discerned. We have to have him to learn the Word of God, to grow in, in Christ. We must have the Holy Spirit. 
chapter 15, verse 26. But when the Comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceedeth from the Father, he shall testify of me. So he, he teaches us, he draw, tell, teaches us of Christ. We, we get saved because the Holy Spirit draws us, because the Father draws us through his Spirit. We believe in the total depravity of man. We believe that we are lost without hope. There's no good in this. There's no spark of good that needs to be fanned and, and will come alive. So the Holy Spirit has to tell us of sin. He tells us of Christ and shows us of sin. One more passage is 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. I'm going to get through this fairly quickly. I want to read verse 6 through 16. First Corinthians chapter 2. Howbeit we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor the princes of this world that come to naught. But we speak the, wor- the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But it is written, I have not seen, nor ear heard, neither hath entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by His Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the Spirit of man which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. We could not know anything of God without the Spirit of God. You don't know anything about me compared to what my Spirit knows of me. I don't know what you know of you. And this is the illustration. We would not know of anything of God without the Spirit. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judgeth all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. For who hath known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. I'm thankful for the Holy Spirit. You know, how can we go without one of the three? We have God who created all things, designed all things, placed order in all things, made all things perfect is the source of all power, all wisdom. Our being is by His power and and mercy. We have Christ who redeemed us because of His love, who is one with the Father, now sits at at the right hand of the Father interceding for us, and we have the Holy Spirit who draws us to Christ, who teaches us, who tells us of Himself, who tells us of God. So I'm thankful for the Trinity. We stand on that and we always will. That's what the Word of God teaches. And that's a very simple, very um, short lesson or overview of that subject. We're going to close on one verse. Revelations chapter 4.
verse 11. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure they are and were created. He is worthy of our honor because He created all these things, and we are created for His pleasure. He gave us all that He gave us, the blessings that we have in our life. He is worthy. Whether He ever did a miracle in my life or not, He's worthy. But it says, for thy pleasure they are and were created. That's you and me. We're created for the pleasure of God. I'm thankful for the Trinity tonight. And Lord willing, we will never change. We'll always stand on it as it is written in the Word of God. Let's close in a word of prayer and then we'll, we'll get into the uh, less enjoyable part of the evening. Father, thank you for our time tonight. Thank you for your word. Father, for your attributes, that you are all-powerful, all-knowing, all-present, ever the same. Lord, we can trust you and rely on you and know that you are perfect in everything that you do. Thank you, Lord, for loving us, for creating us to bring you pleasure, to have relation, a relationship with you. Guide us, Lord. Help us as we have this business meeting, Father, to know your will, to follow you, and, and uh, Lord, in this time, to glorify your name as well. In Christ's name we pray, amen.